Tahoraki Gulf Marine Park ko te pātaka kai o Tikapa Moana, te Moana Nui Atoi, is 1.2 million hectares in size with more than 40 pest-free islands and six marine reserves. This seascape lies on the east coast of the Tāmaki Makoto and Waikato regions, stretching down to the eastern coastline of the Coromandel Peninsula to Waihi. Kia ora, I'm Kiane Matatasipu, the host of Hauraki Gulf Kōrero, a podcast established by the Hauraki Gulf Forum. Here you will be introduced to Kaitiaki of Te Moana Nui Atoi, Tikapa Moana, to discuss the state of the Gulf and explore the many ways in which these groups and individuals are taking action to achieve a healthy, thriving marine environment. Kia ora and welcome to another episode of Hauraki Gulf Kōrero. Today we are with two wahine who have very important roles with Foundation North. And of course we always start, ko te pātai tuatahi, our first question with, ko wai kōrua, no hia kōrua, kei te aha, tō kōrua mahi. Who are you, where are you from, and what's the work that you do? So if you're able to share with us a little bit about who you are, that would be wonderful. And I can see Rosie is looking over at Kim, so maybe we start with Kim. Kapai. Kia ora, Kiani. No England, Okuti Puna, etai mai Okuti Puna ki Aotearoa e te tai 1870s. Ko Gordon, rau ko Mary Kauka, oku kaumatua. I tipu aki o ki te papai oia, ki te motua wahiki, tōku kainga anainei, ki te kaitia ki putea o tāmaki o tītai tokorau, ahau e mahi ana, ko Kim Collins tuku ingoa. Kia ora. Tēnā koe. Tēnā koe. Kia ni, uh, ko Rosie Nathan tōku ingoa, ko Ngāpuhi, Ngāti Whātua, Ngāti Parau, uh, Oku Tūpuna, uh, ki te uh, noho ahau ki Takiwira o Dagovo. Kia, Kia ora. I also just realised that even though I said te pātai tuatahi, one question was the first question. I actually asked you three. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share with us, what do you both do here at Foundation North? What is your mahi? Rosie, you've got the more... Elaborate role. Oh, <laughs> so I'm I'm an advisor to uh, the gift um, project lead, which is Kim, who is Kim, and my role really is to totoko and support the co-papa in terms of our engagement with um, the community around the Hauraki Golf. And so, Kim, you are the lead for the gift fund. The lead but co-working alongside uh, Rosie because we do all aspects of the gift fund together as a as a treaty-based relationship. Can you tell me what is the gift fund? What does, is it a gift? <laughs> he koha? What does gift stand for? <laughs> sure. Uh, gift or Golf Innovation Fund together uh, was a fund initiated by Foundation North in August 2016. Um, to restore the Māori of Te Kapa Moana, Te Moana Nui Atoi. Do you want a bit more about the actual fund itself or is that...? No, I think, yeah, let's keep going. What, what does the fund do? Sure. Um, it was set up as an innovation fund in response to the 2013 Hauraki Golf Forum State of Our Golf Report. Uh, which found that despite numerous interventions that all of the environmental indicators were continuing to decline except for the conservation initiatives on the islands. 
So the fund was really set up to break Foundation North's own rules, so to speak, um, because we knew that if we wanted to see radical change for the environment, that we needed to break some of our rules to help that change happen. Mm. It set up in response to the state of the Gulf. Can I ask you both, what's your perspective of the current state of the Gulf? What does the Hauraki Gulf Te Kapa Moana Te Moana Nui Atoi look like to you right now? Mm. So for someone who doesn't live here and hasn't um, lived here but uh, has had the privilege of of observing since, you know, since I've worked here, um, the state of the Gulf, I, I'm going to speak more about tangata. Mm. Um, my learning in terms of the Gulf is um, that mana whenua, there are up to 16, 20, 20-odd 20 um, iwi that have an interest in the Gulf. Uh, and for me, what I've learnt is that every one of the mana whenua are in a state of redress in different forms. They are also reconnecting and reclaiming uh, their whakapapa, their association with the Gulf and with each other. So that's my learning in the last two years. Mm. Mm. And what about you, Kim? What, what do you think about the Hauraki Gulf at the moment? Um, well, I guess it's, um, it's several different things all at once. I mean, you know, where's seeing and hearing some great conversations and initiatives happening which are road markers to future abundance and health of the people and the native species ecosystems and tatayao. But, you know, I guess as someone who's lived on Waiheke for the last few years, um, you know, when you go down to the beach, what you can see see and feel is is the silt, you can see litter, you can see a lot of development right on the shoreline. Um, there's not that many native species and sometimes, you know, the beach is even closed because of heavy rainfall and the E. coli levels. Um, and that's without even taking into the the science that's available through the State of Our Gulf report. Um, but I guess the biggest concerns we've had through GIFT that have come from our grantees um, and the feedback that we've been doing with them is really around the outdated and inadequate legislation, um, people working in silos with split accountabilities for land and water health, um, the investment in destruction and extraction over regeneration, colonial commercial entitlement mindsets and practices, that disconnection for nature, and I guess the things that are hampering um, mana whenua in their role is, is kaitiaki. So this fund was established and it has certain goals or certain things you want to achieve. The overarching thing you want to achieve is the restoration of the Modi. Mm. And we've talked about this in a number of different podcasts and our first podcast released was with Dan Hikurua, Dr Dan, and we did talk about restoration of Modi and what does that look like mm. and, and what does that mean. So when we're talking about the gift fund, what 
what action or how do you decide who gets funded mm. based on this idea of restoring Modi? How do you how does that work? Mm. So what uh, in the last two years, I guess what we've really um, um, what we've really done is really look at the um, associations of mana whenua. My role has been to focus on that and to build our intelligence around that, to build our understanding of the stories around that uh, uh, in, in regards to mana whenua, their connections, um, their whakapapa, uh, and to understand um, their world mm. in the system that has been created over time, which has um, created disconnection, created disenfranchise, um, a number of, um, and also negated their leadership. So the gift fund has been um, a vehicle which uh, enables us to acknowledge that, which enables us to have conversations which are about the kaupapa and to support uh, mana whenua, Māori, to, um, to lean into, to activate their kaitiaka atitanga role, mm-hmm. kaitiakitanga role. Uh, yeah. And because there is a mixture of... Western science and Matauranga Māori in the initiatives so far that have been funded by the GIF Fund. And that's quite significant mm. because it recognises both a Western science perspective and an Indigenous science perspective. Is that something that has been set down right from the outset? The GIF yeah. journey has you know, been a really interesting one. So we're into our, our fifth and final year of the GIFT Fund and um, when we... Um, initiated gift we um, we did some stakeholder research we got some feedback we um, invited the mana whenua um, groups in to to discuss the gift idea with them and and the the fund has evolved and developed as we've progressed based on an evaluation component both internally and end of the projects and I guess um, when we got to the end of year three, um, we really got to the point of our internal understanding of the concept of Modi to be able to say that, um, you know, when we're talking about Modi, we need to have Māori tangata mana whenua at the table, either leading the conversation or in a genuine partnership for the conversation. Because as non-Māori, while we can um, understand the concept of Māori, it's not our... Um, Tina Bawasadine, who um, was part of our Modi panel last year, um, had a beautiful quote around um, Modi is the preeminence of, of Māori. So, as as non Māori, we can um, we can understand the concept, but but um, to fully embrace it, we need 
strong Māori mentors beside us. So as we've worked through the fund, we are seeing um, a space where the value of mātauranga is being recognised and the value it can add to to Western science and the work that's being done. So it's been a very unifying um, word or concept and of all its depths to include in the vision of the fund. Mm. We've... Sorry, you go. I was just thinking that one of the ways that we've activated that is to have a Māori advisor such as Dana Kudua, mm. who was an advisor, and we also had a... Um, what's the gentleman's name? Another advisor. And so oh, they John sat... Montgomery. Yeah. They, they both sat on the advisory board um, to the gift fund. And that combination of um, science... Uh, from Matauranga perspective as the standard Western science, that combination actually helped us to build up the confidence or helped uh, the decision makers to mm. build up that confidence and understand uh, the benefit of working in a way which would um, impact as a collective in the mahi that was being um, delivered in, uh, for the golf. The <clears throat> The other that we did was look at, so Modi comes from a system which has stood the test of time. Mm. And Modi does, doesn't mean one thing, it means a whole lot of things on the continuum. Uh, so we also introduced the um, an opportunity for all grantees to participate in wānanga around Modi. And Taka, the organisation Taka, led that, that whānanga. So it was, again, to support uh, the collective of grantees to understand and gain insight into Modi <clears throat> and to hear our stories um, as a system which had has survived for years. Um, and what the impact has been, is, as Kim said, is uh, unity, um, insight, reducing, um, reducing the thought by others that uh, they were going to lose something. There was lots of gain, there was lots of benefit in joining up um, together. We've talked a bit about Foundation North having to break its own rules mm. and mm. we will talk about what some of the success stories have okay. been and get down to um, some of the rupu that have been funded and what kind of mahi they've done. But I'm really interested in the first instance just to um, explore this idea a little bit more about Foundation North breaking its own rules mm. and, and doing something quite innovative in itself. And I know that the fund is an innovative fund for people with innovative ideas. But the idea of creating this fund is also quite innovative. Um, my my pathway around that is, you know, why why the Hauraki Golf Te Kapa Moana Te Moana Nui Atoi? Why was it that we, uh, we, you, <laughs> decided <laughs> to single out this particular uh, environmental issue, um, tangata whenua issue, Māori issue, science issue, and put 
put some energy and some putia behind that because Foundation North manages, you know, a billion dollars. And this is a significant chunk of money. So far, we've had $12 million invested into the gift fund. Why? Why here? Why this body of water? Well, um, the, I think there were a couple of things that really drove the decision to focus on Te Kapamoana, Te Moana Nui Toi. Um, firstly, we were involved, we as in Foundation North were involved in a piece of research uh, a couple of years prior to the setting up of the gift fund that showed that less than 3% of philanthropic funding goes to the environment sector, mm. um, which is really low overall, and that was across Aotearoa. Um, secondly, um, we, as I mentioned before, we saw the state of our golf report and that real feeling of a sense of urgency um, came out of that. There was a lot of work being done um, on an inner strategy at that time by Auckland Council. Um, we'd had really long-standing relationships with a lot of the island conservation groups, Mōtutapu, Tūritū, Mātangi, where we'd been supporting their predator control and, and planting and, and weed programs. But there was a recognition too that we hadn't funded um, ocean restoration initiatives per se. It wasn't that we wouldn't fund them, it's just we weren't receiving them. And in comparatively, New Zealand leads the way in predator control um, and restoration work. We've, we've tested and trialled a lot of things and we've got really good at that. Um, so we knew that there was a strong need there. We knew that... Um, incremental change wasn't going to be fast enough. We really wanted to see where we could spark um, projects and ideas that had the potential to radically transform what was there. Um, I think the the reason for selecting a comparatively small project area, so the Foundation North Rohi goes from Tuakau in the south up to Cape Reinga in the north. Um, so we, we've got a big area and the reason for, for selecting a small area was that um, it gave us, a, I guess, a more manageable area in terms of relationships, um, partnerships, that sort of thing, as a prototype. And from here, Foundation North refreshed strategy area of regenerative environment means that basically everything that we've been doing under GIFT in Te Kapamoana Te Moana Nui Toi is now able to be done across our whole area with our new ways of working. So, um, yeah, I guess it was seen as a, a logical place to prototype for all those reasons. Mm. And what has that meant in the philanthropic world? Because a Foundation North is in essence, leading the way and in investing in environmental uh, outcomes, um, and in particular looking at te kapa moana, te moana nui atui. Has that had any influence in, with other philanthropic organisations that you know of? Have you had other organisations come in and say, hey, we would love to um, do something similar, or can you teach us the way that you've been doing it in this, in this way? Um, how has that worked in the philanthropic space? 
Um, at Foundation North, we're lucky to have as part of our uh, wider programme of work the Centre for Social Impact. Um, so the Centre for Social Impact was set up as a social enterprise by Foundation North a few years ago and um, they have a range of highly skilled associates that, that do contract work for them. And through the Centre of Social Impact, uh, we've been working alongside our, our gift evaluator, uh, Rachel Trotman. And as an associate for the Centre of Social Impact, she works across a number of different programme areas. So through her evaluation work and the work of the Centre for Social Impact, the seed scale system funding model that was implemented for GIFT, whereby we fund small amounts of money, um, quite high risk projects, but small amounts of money, a sort of fail fast, if you like, approach, mm. um, and then move up to more bigger grants for scale, scaling up ideas that have been prototyped and, and are showing potential and then through to the system change where grantees are working to really crack the, the things that are holding entrenched issues in place. So that model in particular has been picked up through CSI and their work that they did with um, J.R. McKenzie not so long ago where they looked at um, a range of innovation and um, I guess best philanthropic practices Practice. and that model's been shared and picked up by quite a few philanthropic funders. Um, even though I guess we're, we're four and a bit years in, in some ways we're still in infancy mm -hmm. in terms of outcomes, so we're not going to get uh, a change in water quality in the next five to ten years, possibly. Uh, but what we'll see is those indicators starting to shift and people caring more and people taking more interest and people changing their practices. Um, so I guess when you're working in this innovation space, those longer-term outcomes are further down the track. But I think um, one of the most insightful things that trustees did when they set up GIFT was to put that evaluation component alongside GIFT both internally and for our grantees, so that all of the learnings from the project are able to be picked up, understood, either developed further or um, adapted in other ways. So we've got a really good body of knowledge and evidence around what's been working and, and what we haven't done so well. And when we haven't done things so well, we've had the opportunities to pivot and change mm. and adapt. So, um, yeah. And picking up on one of the things you're talking about in the model and the way that the gift fund has been set up, is that it's safe to fail? Mm -hmm. Even at, yes. you know, just at a moderate level, not at the highest level, but it's safe to fail. And I think when you're looking at innovation and innovative ways of restoring or helping Moana to restore Modi, um, not every idea is going to work. And that's okay because you've at least tried that idea and you've been able to invest some Putia into that particular idea to test it. And that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people um, 
not that they don't have the confidence in investing in, but it's not always something that you want to prioritise is putting money into something you don't know whether it's going to work. And so often those innovations or those ideas get overlooked. However, in this, this instance, they are still part of the equation. They can still be a part of possible solutions. And if they fail, that's Katie you learned something from that and maybe we can take that into something different moving forward. Um, I wanted to ask you about some of the organisations and initiatives that have been funded over these last four and a bit years. Do you have the number of how many initiatives have been funded so far? Yes. <laughs> you can look for that while I ask you the next question. <laughs> I'd love to know how many have been funded and what have been some of the highlights? Because in four years, there there must be a number of some really exciting initiatives that have taken place. Oh, definitely. And um, so each year of the fund, we've produced uh, a year report. So the year, we're up to year four reports on our website now. So each of them's there. And and they show the journey, highlight some of the projects and, and talk about the funding granted. So um, as of uh, August 2020, we'd funded um, 107 applications. 31 of those were in our seed fund or prototype category. 17 um, in our scaling up um, of ideas area. Eight system projects and 7.2 million dollars had been funded. And what have been some of the highlights of those 107? Because that, that's that's more than I thought there were. <laughs> you go. You go, I've been talking. Well, if, if I'm talking about recent, um, in terms of my association with the program, for me it's been um, the acknowledgement uh, by Tauiwi, the value of Matauranga Māori. Mm. Uh, the, and so they're leaning into that conversation, attending and wanting more learning um, around uh, uh, the value of Matauranga Māori, uh, some of the, the practices, just the whole exposure to, um, to te ao Māori the whole exposure, because it's not just one little bit, but it's um, the the appreciation that when we talk to our Māori, we are talking from um, the whenua, the tangata, and to the moana, that they are not separate, that they are interconnected. Um, and then, of course, the species. So uh, that's been a highlight for me to see. There, it's much more palatable. Uh, people are much more confident and reaching out, Tauiwi in particular. Uh, examples of that is organisations are, are contacting us and asking us how can we create this environment within, in our own organisation of working or acknowledging in a bicultural manner uh, and way the practice that we've actually introduced. Uh, uh, the mana whenua having a voice or it sound, uh, you know, they are being heard, they are proactive 
they are standing in their own tūranga to drive the cause. Uh, the co-chair, uh, example with the Hauraki Golf Forum, it's been dynamic, uh, and it's had it has reach and influence. So that's those have been some highlights for me, amongst many others. And Kim, I want to ask you, what has been one of the greatest success stories? And there might be more than one, but what has been one of the greatest success stories of, from the fund? Like, who have you funded who's just gone above and beyond and done something really amazing and transformational? Um, that's It's a really hard question because I guess it depends on what your... Um, what your what your measurement of success is. Mm. Um, and so we've funded a number of really great projects. Um, and if you're looking at numbers of people participating, then you've got um, the Blake Trust working with NZGO on the New Zealand VR um Footage, which has just been huge in terms of engagement with young people in the community. You've got Young Ocean Explorers, and they've been working with just hundreds and hundreds of kids as well with their programs around engaging with the ocean. So if you're looking at um, numbers, you've got some awesome projects who are just reaching so many, you know, the young people where there is that real possibility to... Um, make that difference in the future generation with just how they think and how they see the world. Um, then you've got other projects that are really working on, it's the momentum that's building and the enthusiasm and the excitement that the people who are leading the projects or are involved in the projects People just can't help getting involved. So you've got um, the Nyori family for the noises. They have been working with uh, so many stakeholders trying to look at how they can get a um, marine protection that doesn't currently fit the options of marine protection around the noises group of islands. Uh, you've got um, the Waheke Marine Project and, and Ngāti Power people who are leading that conversation it's led to the Future Search event and just the the things that are coming out of that and again the momentum that's being generated is just exciting. Mm. Um, so there's so many projects that have been successful. I mean I don't think we've had a project that has been completely unsuccessful. I mean, the, probably there's been a couple where they didn't go ahead because the bits and pieces just didn't line up. Um, but every project has learned something and those learnings have informed other people's uh, other people's work or, or sparked other ideas. Um, so I think because we work very relationally with GIFT, everyone becomes almost part of the family, really, don't they? And people are so keen when we get the grantees together to support other people's work. It's just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. it's, this, it's this beautiful community and network because everyone wants to see each other succeed. Mm. And that's, that's really great for building momentum and building longevity in this 
in this area because these organisations are meeting each other. Um, individuals or smaller groups get to meet and work with larger groups and learn, they each learn from each other. Um, and they're picking up on initiatives that one group might focus on one particular marine species or particular area or whatever, and they get to use the learnings from those across, uh, you know, in another area that they're working on or another species that they're trying to protect, which I think is really great in building community, community support, community development. And, and so my, my sort of question is, <laughs> this is a five-year fund and we're coming into the fifth year and while you've got this great momentum having been built and these relationships being strengthened and this work being done, what's going to happen after five years is up? Well, I think that's a really great thing about GIFT being a Foundation North initiative. We are, while we've taken the brand slightly to the side of Foundation North so we could fund differently. So we've been funding um, companies, we've been funding individuals, we've been funding more than once every 12 months, uh, which were back when GIFT was set up, Foundation North criteria. So we we separated off the brand to make sure that people weren't confused about Mm. what the different application processes meant. But we, we are... Foundation North. So, and Foundation North is um, was set up in perpetuity for the people of North Auckland and Northland. So, while GIFT itself, in terms of being a separate pot of money, if you will, will finish, um, GIFT fits really nicely into the regenerative environment focus area for Foundation North, and the gift practices um, and and ways of working have fed into uh, the regenerative environment focus area development. In fact, we used the regenerative environment uh, theory of change for our reporting last year. Mm. So it's really just, uh, in some ways, um, buckets of money, if you will. Um, did you want to add something on that, Flo? It's the, it's the co-papa that still stands, you know, that's still relevant. So um, the co-papa of regenerative environment, Modi, that's still in the continuum. So I agree with Kim that uh, the branding is still Foundation North, mm. and we continue to um, Afi and Manaki, the co-papa that's sitting out in the community. Mm. How do you? measure the success mm. of restoring Modi mm. because it's it's <coughs> immeasurable <laughs> um, from a Te Ao Māori perspective I mean we we can acknowledge when something has Modi or lacks Modi or needs you know uh, I don't want to say needs more Modi but <laughs> whether the the Modi is healthy and well and we can see that reflected in the tohu, the tohu of our rangi, of our awa, of our moana, of our whenua. So all of those signs that we recognise and acknowledge, and, and when we're talking about this particular body of water, we're looking at what species are there and thriving, um, you know, what kind of pollution is there and thriving and shouldn't be, um, and all of these sorts of things help us. But what's the way that Foundation North 
is measuring the impact of this gift fund in terms of Modi and whether it's mm. successful in contributing to the restoration of Modi. <laughs> it's something that um, I guess along with our journey of understanding and, and learning to understand and I don't feel like I'm um, I don't think I'll ever be completely there fully understanding Modi but um, it's something that we've we've talked about a lot and it's been part of our learning journey through GIFT uh, when we first started we looked at um, Kipper Morgan's Modiometer, um, which I know they use for the arena, and, and um, Dan Hikaroa talks talks a lot too. Um, we've we thought about that. We thought about looking at um, trying to produce that sort of concept for the golf. We talked about. Um, whether we invited people to use that as their own model. Um, we got to the point, I guess, where we weren't comfortable uh, defining that for people. Um, so we have left that to uh, each of the individual projects mm. to define mm. what that looks like for them. Um, and we will be doing some more work this year because we'll be doing a full impact report uh, and the the tohu are things that we are still trying to get our head around. So if anyone out there wants to help us with that piece of work, we're, we're really open to this. Um, but this is where I think, you know, as, for, as GIFT, we don't. We really don't pretend we have all the answers. You know, we are working in a space where we're just open to learning. We've got some things wrong. We're adapting, um, and I think using the regenerative environment um, tohu around um, where we're seeing mana whenua, Lead, you know, tenoranga, teratanga, um, and able to um, fulfil their role as, as kaitiaki, that um, that intergenerational um, engagement and access to ancestral lands and those sorts of things. Um, as I said, it's different for each one, but. I guess those are the things that we're noticing are um, having impact mm. is probably all I'd say. Feel free to correct me. If I <laughs> don't know. Um, well, iwi are actually, you know, we've had mana whenua say to us, you know, Māori means this, Modi means this for us. So um, as Kim highlighted it's really important for them to, to define what that looks like what that means for them uh, who actually can corridor to that we're just a catalyst for that I really believe that we we our the fund and the way that we engage we're catalysts for that corridor to grow um, to grow and to be um, to be heard mm. so uh, in terms of the, there's some 
logical and practical things that you would see scientists will do their their um, the assessment of the environment of waterways of species and there'll be uh, definitely some data that will tell us that there's been a restoration of some sort but in terms of Maori the context from a te ao Māori perspective everyone has a right and we encourage them to have their own whakaro around that. Mm. So if people are interested in applying for the fund, while we've got a year left, just about, um, how would they go about doing that? And what sort of initiatives are open to application? Anyone who has any contribution they want to make to the, to the moana, or is it specifically around certain areas that you're looking for? What, what if someone's listening and says, I want to apply today? <laughs> Uh, the first place to start would be to have a look at the GIFT website, um, giftofthegulf.org.nz. Um, there's some background information, uh, information about the state of our golf reports. They've got a good understanding of the key environmental indicators, uh, a little bit about the fund, our yearly reports, case studies, so they can see what else is happening, who's been doing what. Uh, and there is a copy of the application form on on the website. Um, generally, Rosie and I meet with anyone who's interested in, in applying. Um, we really like to have that conversation up front to find out about their idea, um, find out whether it is a manawhenua-led project or a project that's working in genuine partnership with manawhenua. Um, and we're able to have those conversations um, around if it's if it's not a good fit with GIFT, then potentially it's a fit with Foundation North or one of the other funding pools that we're aware of. So, yeah, we really like to start with that conversation mm. so that we can really tease out um, what the um, aims and hopes and aspirations are of that project and, and to see where the best fit might be. Mm, just a phone call mm. to Foundation North and they find us quite quickly. And these two wahine are so scary, you better be ready. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> just thinking how... Um, how it's great that you get to meet with everyone in the first instance because if it doesn't fit particularly with this fund, it might fit with something else. And Mm. so encouraging people to still apply regardless or still get in touch regardless and have a kōrero about the the innovative and amazing ideas um, and go from there, which I think is really encouraging for people who, you know, maybe haven't applied for funding before or are already doing the mahi Mm. and don't understand that actually they could be doing it a little bit easier by getting some support behind them. So that brings us to the end of our corridor, and it actually is a beautiful way to finish us off because while we're coming to the end of this five-year period for the gift fund and we're talking about the restoration of Modi, and we started off talking about the current state of the Gulf, what do you hope or what are your visions for the future of the Hauraki Gulf of Tikapa Moana, Te Moana Nui Atoi. Well, I've got a simple aspirational thought, and that is uh, with Tamariki. Mm. So um, I'm going to give a shout out to Okiwi uh, Primary on the barrier, and they um, 
there's a, a they have a page and it's about it's a corridor between three young men talking about what a marine reserve look is um, and the six or seven options. I guess for me, socialising, continuing to educate, um, focusing on enabling those young voices to tell the story, those young voices to um, lean into the role of kaitiaki is the future, is the future. So for me, the fund or regenerative environment might focus with a young voice in mind. Uh, I think for me, you know, as Gifton Foundation North, we've just really learned so much about valuing and appreciating what Matauranga can bring to the table. And um, and so, I mean, personally, I would just love to see Matauranga and the input from an engagement from Mana Whenua appreciated at that system level. So, you know, when we have people in government departments writing policy that they come and stand in the water and speak to the people and if we can start the conversation there rather than start the conversation when it's too far down the track and it becomes a tick box exercise it it's so it's so difficult at that point to change the conversation mm. so yeah i would really just love to see the, the way that some of those big systems are operating at the moment for that to change and I guess the hearts to open a bit and to engage a bit deeper and to really feel into both uh, the reality and the possibility. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's been really great for me to learn more about the GIF Fund today. And um, we were just, even though we talked a little bit about how many projects have been funded, we needed to just correct one detail here at the end, which is you've had 107 applications. Received, yes, that's right. 56 funded. That's correct, yes. And so that's a really great, again, we just talked about, you know, co-design and collaboration. That's a really great reflection of... 107 applications, you know, half of those being funded. And that's a great number of people that are working together for the betterment of the moana. Um, I am really grateful that we've been able to sit together today and have this kōrero and that we've been able to encourage more people to apply for the fund uh, in this last year. And when I say in this last year, I mean in the last year at this point in time. (laughs) Don't worry, I don't know anything exclusive that it's getting extended, but I'm just being hopeful that maybe we've got other opportunities in there. Um, I also am really encouraged by the fact that other philanthropic organisations... are learning from this prototype, I suppose, and and learning from the way in which the gift fund operates, the structure, the way that the funding is being distributed, and really emphasising that connection between Mātauranga Māori and our Western science. So tēnā kōrua, thank you so much for your time, and uh, looking forward to seeing more great initiatives come out over the next 12 months. Kia ora.